Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Front Porch Political Talk Show with your host, Hatton Humphrey bringing you thoughtful comments on the news of the day, as well as lessons from the past and insights into things to come. We offer our comments and invite you to add your own. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, February 12th, 2017. This is the Front Porch Political Talk Show. My name is Hatton Humphrey, and I thank everybody for joining in. Our show is produced through TalkShoe, which provides two ways to be part of the call. You can dial in area code 724-444-744. The TalkCast ID is 75570. You can also join us on the web-based text chat at TalkShoe.com slash TC slash 75570. We also stream the recording session into Second Life, into the into Shoreman's Cave. Um, and if you're there and can hear my voice and want to jump in, you can always use text chat there. Don't use voice. I can't hear you. Um, so if you're listening on Stitcher.com, Red State Talk Radio, Lanterns Radio Network, or your favorite podcast player, you can send comments via email to conservativepodcast at gmail.com, or you can post them on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash front porch political talk. So there's a lot of ways you can participate and add your comments to what we're talking about. Um, You know, Facebook's an interesting thing. I I, want to take a moment before I get into the actual contents of the show to say that um, uh, Facebook has imploded. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. I think most of the social media has. Uh, I have, for even though I've been involved in political conversations and in podcasting for a very long time, you know, going back to Three Legged Dog, which was 2003, I have worked hard, especially on Facebook, especially in the last, mm, well, since Trump won the election, to keep politics off of my Facebook page or off my Facebook time feed, my personal one. And, you know, every now and then somebody, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll comment on something somebody else said, but it has really, you know, it's it's almost cathartic to say, nope, I'm going to talk about that on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash front porch political talk. I'm not going to spam this out to everybody of, of which statistically half of them Realistically, more like 60 or 65% of them are going to disagree with. That comes from where I went to high school and who half my family is. So um, if you you see something on Facebook and you want to have a conversation about it, but you don't want to have it on your timeline, um, make a note, share it with us, and we can have the conversation on our page. More than welcome to have that there. 
have to have to make that make that comment. Now tonight we're going to talk about going in opposite direct or going in both directions. More and more, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to echo a comment I heard on a NPR show that I have come to really enjoy mainly because it's funny. It's wait wait don't tell me. And it's a it's a news quiz that's about an hour long, and you know they get three comedians or an author and two comedians up, and they talk about the headlines, the funny ones, the not so funny ones, and you know, they they inject some humor into it. But at the opening of of the most recent episode that I've heard, which was not this weekend's but the previous, Peter Sagal, who is the host, said, "Mr. Trump, congratulations, you've given a." We, we love having you as president. We're just going to ask you one favor. Stop giving us so much material. And it, this kind of relates back to what I was talking about last week with the Dilbert comment of um, outrage overload. Well, it is still going. Uh, and, and I honestly, I don't expect it to stop at this point. Um, it, it might after the first 100 days, but I'm not going to bet on that. Our only hope is after the next election. I mean, and, and, and the only thing that will cause that is if the alt-left gets a really complete drubbing where most of them no longer hold office of any kind. Yeah. But but it's not going to slow down. They've committed to that. I mean, you got Goofus there from New York swearing that he is going to do nothing but obstruct as much as he can forever. Well, that's our our fine senator. Mm-hmm. Well, so and, 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 and they all they all mean it. I mean, look at uh, Pocahontas there. <laughs> she got silenced by the Senate, and and she stood there and she she wanted to have it explained to her. And you know that's not their job to explain it to her. It's her job to learn the rules. Anyways, I'm not encouraged. No, I'm not either. You know, but what I what I am seeing is I'm seeing people like Chucky Schubert, who, by the way, was on the cover of Time magazine this week. Did you see that or recently? Did you see that? Nope, I don't look at Time. Well, here's here's the interesting thing. So. We get Time Magazine because my wife signed up so that my daughter could get credit for selling at least one magazine subscription for something. Um, the the thing that I that I <clears throat> the the thing that I find interesting is that you know we talked about how the New York Times was publishing stuff that was not too nice to Obama. This Time Magazine cover has a picture of Chuck Schumer in his half-rimmed glasses. And in white text at the bottom, it says, Do the Democrats really matter? Ooh. <laughs> I wish I had seen that. The, the, the cover? Well, they, they, they do matter because they're slowing everything down. They're, throwing a, they're not throwing sand into gears. They're throwing boulders into gears. And it's going to take twice as much time to do anything until, until frankly, the uh, they just shoot them. 
they go nuclear on everything and, and, and invite them not to come anymore, which is what Harry Reid did to the Republicans. No, it's it, it Bar- is it, it is literally um, the the time. <laughs> I, I I actually cannot believe that I saw that. Do Democrats matter? Okay. Did you did you read inside to find their answer? Not yet. No. Okay. I'd be interested in. Find, but to me, that sounds like a. Uh, misdirected headline to get you to read the article oh. knowing time they're, they're going to they're gonna carry on about how important the Democrats are to a two party system or some such thing and to protect the constitution as modified and expanded and mutilated yeah because they're definitely um, they 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 are they are having an enormous effect. I mean, they they are encouraging. Uh, somebody just declared it. Uh, Open war. It'll come to me. But 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 one one of the uh, commentators on my favorite channel, Fox News, said that we have a civil war going on in the United States at this moment, mm-hmm. and it's taking place in the streets of our cities. It, it, it will come to me, but it's not there yet. Might have been Karl Rove, but I'm not sure. But, I mean, that's that's becoming more and more self-evident. That, that they There is a group of people, a large number of people, who have, in fact, declared war on the United States. Yeah. Uh, and and they, it, they're not taking any prisoners. The one woman—I mean, the, the the one woman walking her—I forget where she was, the, but the guy sprayed her mace in her face because she had on a Donald Trump hat. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and, and he looks normal. It's ridiculous. It is. It's a civil war. We need to just name it what it is. Well, and and, and it's and not it, just. And, it's, and here's the thing: the hard left or the alt-left, as you referred to them, um, which we always previously referred to as the fringe left, but now apparently um, we're going to apply the same label to the, the 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 polar ends on both sides, so we will. I, cop- I copied that from somebody else. I didn't make that up. Okay. I saw that sometime in the past week, and I yeah. said, that's a lot. I like that. Because I've run out of pejoratives. Well, part, I used of, them all up. part of what's really interesting on this is the fact that it's not just the the left that is anti-Trump. Them we can understand because they lost and they hate losing. But there's there's still an element of the the Republican Party or, or those on the right that are either silently very anti-Trump few that are vocally or you've got those that are sitting there chewing their nails wondering when they're going to be able to to reclaim their petty power issues try saying that five times fast they you know because you know as as we've said quite a few times now 
Donald Trump was not the candidate that the Republican Party wanted, at least not the mainstream Republican Party. He wasn't the the candidate that the conservatives wanted, at least not the mainstream or leadership conservatives. But he won anyway. And there are groups on both sides that are that are out for his blood. And there's groups on both sides that are kind of going, whoa. Does this guy realize that he's taking away everything that I can say to my constituents in two or four years to get me reelected? <laughs> and, and, and that's what he's doing. Now, so, so you've got a group, you know, a couple of different groups of individuals. Some of them are... Are are taking the old and I and I always attribute this to Admiral Nelson. I, I can't remember if that's the right attribution or not, but damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. They're moving forward. Oh, no. no, that was an American on one of the Great Lakes. Was it? Who was it? Yes, John Paul Jones. It was. Uh, yeah, I think it was Farragut. It was, uh, no, it was Farragut. Okay. Yeah. It was David okay. Okay. All right. We 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 both learned something tonight. Now I got to change that. We relearned it. Now 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 I got to go change that tagline. But, you know, despite all of the uh, despite all of uh, all of all best intentions, um, you know, there there are individuals that are that are plowing ahead with their own um, their own concepts. Um, you've got the protesters. You've got the the those that are waging civil war against common sense in the U.S. Um, and and those that support them either either openly or quietly. Uh, well, I mean, a, a significant portion of the legislative body is wake, waging war on. The majority at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, dear Nancy and Chucky Schumer are doing everything they can come up with, no matter how underhanded, no matter how pointless, no matter how little chance they have of succeeding, for the sole purpose of weighing down the the, the engine of government, so that Donald Trump can't ha- uh, do the things he's promised to do. I mean, that, that's the only reason. They don't want him to be able, they want to say, I mean, they're complaining about how long it's taken him to get his cabinet in place. I mean, they're actually doing that. Well, whose fault is that? It's the Democrats. The Democrats are doing everything they can to keep from approving his cabinet members. And then they're complaining that he's taking so long to do it. Well, and then, I mean, uh, that, and, and then that kind yeah, of leads ahead. into the first article. Um, which is kind of lighthearted, but it, it it's more of a tickler for the overall conversation. So Betsy DeVoe was appointed as the secretary for the Department of Education. I have not heard such violent reaction um, from multiple camps on both sides of the aisle to a cabinet pick 
since mm, well no see I I would say Rahm Emanuel but Rahm Emanuel was first of all I don't think he needed the confirmation oh no I'm sorry since John Kerry as Secretary of State or who did they put in as Secretary of Defense oh that's right the peacenik Sorry. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> John Kerry, you had people, you had me saying that because originally John Kerry was supposed to was supposed to take over as Secretary of Defense, and you had me saying if in a few people saying if 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 John Kerry makes it through as Secretary of Defense, we're switching. I'm switching party party affiliations. Well, I, I guess I, I I missed that, or I was so upset by it I forgot it. But yeah. I would have to say we dodged that bullet. Yeah. So now Betsy DeVoe is named as Secretary of Education, and I have not seen more. Vi- I won't say violent, loud protest against a Secretary of Education pick in a long time. Now, I've seen loud protests against the actions of the Secretary of Education, but never the pick. What, what are their primary reasons for objecting to her? So, so here's, here's, the, here's, here's the objection. Betsy DeVoe is a rich white woman who has never stepped foot inside a public school. Betsy DeVoe has no background in education, None of her children attended public schools, and she, she the 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 claim is She's is that because she was school choice, because she was such She's a in favor of charter, charter schools. Well, let me let me let me finish the objections first. Let, let me, All right. Let me, let me let me. They they object. They say that basically Donald Trump appointed her because she's a rich white woman that gave a lot of money to his campaign. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Now they do also object to her to her on those stances that you started. She's pro school choice. She's pro charter school. She is anti Common Core, and she is pro voucher system. Now, those reasons have fired up a lot of people. Between you and me, I'm glad my wife is upstairs. She doesn't like her, huh? No. Well, I mean, I can understand that the union is despising her. Yeah. Because so, she's going to go after him tooth and nail. Oh, absolutely. So I did, I, I did a little bit of research. And I said, okay, what is it? Because everybody's like, this is an unprecedented political appointment pick. You know, this is, this, this hasn't happened in so many years. This is... You know, or this this has never happened with this with this position. So I did some research. I did some digging, and I'm like, okay, what is it about this uh, Secretary of Education position that is so sacrosanct? And I found out that it's absolutely nothing. 
And, 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 and I, I've, I've been trying to find the right time and place to share this this brief history, and it is extremely brief. And and my source is Wikipedia, so take that for what it is. But some facts you can't lie about. The position was created in 1978 by Jimmy Carter. And the first person that he put into it, Shirley Hofstetter, her education background, her her reason for being such an eloquent pick for the first Secretary of Education was the fact that she was an appeals court judge. She had no education background. Reagan put in a veteran by the name of Terrell Bell who had been a bus driver, a school superintendent, and a commissioner of higher education. And he put him in there with the instruction of, if you can, dismantle this department. Terrell Bell, unfortunately, walked in and had a study had a study done and determined that in large public area in large public schools, you know, your major urban public schools, that things were horrible and that a little that a federal agency could help in guiding the states to make decision good better decisions on their school systems and that's how he guided things reagan's second pick was um a private school director executive director but before he he didn't really have a lot of education experience before he was appointed that was william bennett he then went on to found found the online public school k-12 george H.W. Bush nominated two different people with academic backgrounds. Clinton nominated a legislator and former governor in Richard Riley. George W. Bush nominated a veteran, a PE teacher, coach, college dean, board of ed member, and superintendent, all in one person, Rod Page, and then an education reform commissioner. It's only in Obama's term that Democrats started appointing people with education backgrounds. Before that, Clinton, no education background. Carter, no education background. The only other Republican that didn't, that, that put in a policy wonk was um, was Reagan as the third as, as the third Secretary of Education. So, it, it there's not the precedent of oh everybody's been ed- been educationally based, and that this department's been here for you know a hundred years. The department's be- the department was founded in 1979, and so far it's about a 60-40 split, with the majority of the educators being appointed by Republicans. Sorry, I've been wanting to get that rant off my chest for three weeks and I haven't had okay then well I'm glad we could be of some small service to you (laughs) and uh, apparently one one person in the current Department of Education made a spelling error which uh, I don't find to be overly compelling in that I consider 
spelling to some degree to be an art form. Well, with with so the thing is, is that I still want to know who W B W E B Du Bois is. Sorry, that's it. That's all I got. Du Bois. Du Bois. They instead yeah. of writing it Du Bois, they wrote it Du Bois. Spelling error. Well, You're so, right. I mean, one freaking letter. I'm just don't. Get, I'm not going to get excited about spelling. Names. No, and and again, I used. The, I wanted this. I wanted something about the Department of Education in here so that I could so that I could get that off my chest because I've got so many okay. people saying before she's even had a chance to write a memo saying how but they're, they're doing totally this with everybody they they did it with sessions they i mean they're, they're doing it with everybody it's not just this particular one because you're married to somebody who has a personal interest in this no, yeah the, it, it's it's and so that has by definition rubbed off on you it's they're doing it to everyone anyone associated with trump is getting the same treatment So let's move on. Okay. You took 15 minutes on that rant. I think that was a good rant. <laughs> we've we've had some others. And, and yes, we now, have. No, now, I'm not, I can't not just, criticize. It's not just the it's not just the Democrats in the House and Senate that are taking pot shots at Trump's appointees. Saturday Night Live, where and and. Did I go down the rant of just because Saturday Night Live makes a parody of somebody saying something that doesn't mean that that person actually said it? Did I already go down that road? I think so. Yeah, that was last week or the week before. I think it was last week. But it was something that something that everybody knows, but not everybody agrees with, because <laughs> they're so good at emulating personalities and faces that they also. Have become very good at emulating truth. Well, they went really far afield with um, their skit about Kellyanne Conway. Um, it was it was a very political weekend for Saturday Night Live. They spoofed Sean Spicer pre, uh, sp, uh, sp, uh, Sean Spicer press briefing and litigated President Donald Trump's controversial immigration executive order in the People's Court. But the one political skit the show aired over the weekend is being criticized by even those on the left. The skit centered around CNN anchor Jake Tapper, portrayed by Beck Bennett, and White House counselor Kellyanne Conway, and channeled the hit 80s movie Fatal Attraction. Now, um, the, the skit's available online if you, can, if you want to watch it, but basically... She shows up in in the faux Jake Tapper's living room. Um, sparsely attired. Sparsely atti- attired, dressed like Glenn Close from the from the eighties, trying to get her way through first mm, offering sexual promiscuity and then physical and then violence and then for good measure she throws herself out a second story window reassembles reassembles herself and says 
I have three lives left. As if she's a, a anthropomorphic was it, cat. What wasn't Gwen Close though, it was somebody else, I forget. And it's not important. Not important. Yeah. So they 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 pretty much compared her to a, an insane nymphomaniac. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's probably too far. That's probably going too far. Well, and, and no, the, doubt, no doubt about it. It was widely criticized because of how it portrayed, portrayed Conway, um, a wife and mother, as sex-crazed suicidal killer. Yeah. Which is another way of saying insane nymphomaniac. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I... I, I, I don't think Saturday Night Live is, is a trustworthy news source. And I don't think they pick their jokes uh, with any thought of right and wrong in their mean little hearts at all. They pick their jokes to trying to do something specific with them mm-hmm. other than make people laugh. Maybe making people laugh is a second or third criterion on their list. But stabbing somebody is the first criteria. And the second criteria is that somebody has to be somebody from the right. Mm-hmm. So now that we got Saturday Night Live figured out, and enough people like to watch the abuse that takes place, and that meaning there, there's nothing we can do about it. We could get a bunch of people to make signs and start walking around wherever they produce that thing. And, and shutting off roads and stuff like other people expressing their opinion do. But I think we would not get away with it because we're from the alt-right. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Honestly, it wouldn't it wouldn't go that far because we all have jobs that we have to be at, and they produce it well, either 9, 10, that's or 11 o'clock at night on Saturday night. And, you know. Well, maybe, maybe we could get somebody rich and famous pictures of them in motel with lots and lots of Pomeranians or something and get get them to hire protesters like the left does. Maybe. But but it's, it, it, it ain't going to happen. Saturday Night Live is a septic tank. It's a cesspool of, of lies and, and libelous conduct. And there isn't a thing we can do about it, other yeah. than not talk about. Yeah, and, and the sad the sad truth is, is that you know they've always made political statements. I mean, that's that's the bent of the comedians that that founded they, the they truth. Commit, they commit calumny every show. Uh, they commit what? Calumny. Calumny. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> I have a pl- I have a plethora of nickel words. I've never heard of calumny before. Okay. Uh, so let's let's just you know leave the, the the Saturday Night Live New York scene and travel across the other coast to the Grammys. At least I think the Grammys are on the on the West Coast, where um, uh, apparently 
the Grammys producer is encouraging more politics in award speeches. Um, uh, Jay Caruso pointed out, it's, the, the author on, on this article starts very sarcastically um, how, of course, everybody wants to hear more politics at award speeches. Um, the um, the Grammy Awards producer, Ken Ehrlich, is putting out the Your Kind Ain't Welcome Here sign this year. One of the tenets of our show is artistic freedom, and over the years we've, show, we've shown we do believe in it. Ehrlich told Variety. How many more times do we need to hear? I'd like to thank my publicist, my agent, my wife, and kids. Great acceptance speeches are ones that have a point of view and are more personal. The only guidelines on speech that Ehrlich has to keep an eye and ear on is profanity, and given the potential for CBS to be hit with FCC fines if F-bombs fly before 10 p.m., but almost everything else is fair game. One of the things I've learned from working with artists for 40 years is that they are... They are deep-thinking, vital individuals who have interests that cover a broad cover or cover a broad spectrum of subjects and passions. We should certainly allow for it on the broadcast. Meaning, if you want to say whatever you want to say about the president, go ahead. It's all about the ratings. Oh, it is. I mean, uh, thank it. And at the, at the beginning of that article, they said something actually pretty accurate, that nobody wants to hear somebody aunt, thanking their Aunt Jemima or uh, Cousin Enoch for uh, and Jesus for getting this reward for them. Because everybody says silly stuff like that, and it's, it's, it's transparently ingenuous. There's another nickel word. Mm -hmm. um, disingenuous, I mean. Uh, so the more uh, outrageous the speeches are, the better the ratings and the more people will watch it the next time. So it's just business. And most of these people can't count without their finger, or with their hands in their pockets. And that's why they turn all the money they make because they have a, a particular skill and they have gorgeous bodies, uh, give them to money managers who more or less make money for them and keep a lot for themselves, and nobody cares because they have so much. But I mean, they're, they're beyond managing their own money. On the other hand, you got some of them who have IQs over 180. And that's the truth. So... Well, and we, apparently, we have granted these people influence. Yep. And, and apparently, I mean, one and singer, one singer, took Ehrlich's advice to to uh, to fashion, and came the the singer Joy Villa made her arrival at Sunday's Grammy Awards political. <laughs> by turning President Trump's campaign slogan into a glitzy gown. Um, it is a... She's she's 25 years old, not nominated, originally appeared in a flowing conservative white dress and then unveiled her statement-making dress underneath. The navy blue dress with details of red, silver, and white 
reads, Make America Great Again, along the front. I mean, literally down the side. So if it starts at, at her right shoulder and goes all the way down the leg. And then on one side, uh, or the, the, and the train reads Trump. And then along the back, it's got five, star, five silver stars. Good for her. Um. Yeah. So, so some people are already taking that advice to heart, but I don't think that's the way that Ehrlich wanted it to be taken. I'm looking. I'm currently looking at this picture of her in the gown. She kind of looks Latina. Oh, she's she's either black mulatto or Latina. I can't tell which. Yeah, she, she doesn't look like a, a really pasty white racist. I mean, nope. she looks like she should be ethnic and a, a minority. And I'm pretty sure the Democrats are going to make sure that no one ever buys her albums again. Nope. And she's now considered an Uncle Tom or an whatever. Yep. Because we, we love how the the left will, um, will include everyone except people that don't believe in what they say. James Woods has an IQ of 180. Yeah. But by actual measure. I'm, I just had to fill that back in. Okay. Some of them aren't really brilliant. There's a, There was a few more out there like that. Sorry, go on. Carry That's on. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Peace, and so, now, one, uh, another thing that, that I've, I've not had a chance to comment on that I'm really glad I get this art this next article for. And that is sanctuary cities. Now, I'm not gonna I, I the the legality, the concept, the you know, the the feel good moment of uh, of the uh, of the day that sanctuary cities have and are is not what I want to talk about. Because you know if a city says eh, we're we're not going to jump in on that. We're, we're 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 going to not make our police, you know, follow that or, you know, do that. That's really that's for the courts to dis, to disseminate and discuss. I just thought, you know, Trump has figured out a lot of things, and cities, especially large urban cities, need federal assistance. For any number of things, and so he figured out they've bec- they've become addicted to it. Oh, absolutely! They don't they don't need it so much as they've they've, they've they have become addicted to it. And they have to have it because not having it would cause them to f- force them to completely change their spending habits mm-hmm. and their lifestyle. Well, in, in cities and states, both have fallen into that. Sure. Well, yep, right. you know, just like the uh, 55 mile an hour speed limit, Donald Trump told the sanctuary cities, you know, you don't have to uh, to to help follow. You don't have to follow those federal rules as long as you don't want federal money. Um, and and took it to their pocketbook, as the song said. Um. And and the immediate response was, oh well, we're 
we're we're not changing our ways. We're going to keep doing what we do, and uh, the, this we'll fight you in court for the money. Or you know, if you take away the money, then you're taking away police efforts, and you're taking away firefighters, and you're taking away you know street maintenance and this and that. Well, and indirectly, you're going to mur- murder eighty year old girls. Right. Well, apparently, several towns. A little bit of de- deja vu there cities and counties around the nation are caving to President Trump's threat to pull funding and abandoning their sanctuary pledges to shield the legal immigrants from federal authorities. Dayton, Ohio, dropped a policy that restricted the city's cooperation with immigration officials pursuing illegal immigrants arrested for misdemeanors on fel- or felony property crimes, according to the Dayton Daily News. Police Chief Richard Beal said federal authorities will no longer be impeded by the city when pursuing the illegal immigrants being held by his department. Other communities have dropped policies of shielding illegal immigrants suspected from immigrations, illegal immigrant suspects from Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Those include Miami-Dade, Dayton, Saratoga, New York, Finley County, Kansas, Bedford, Pennsylvania, according to the Center of Immigration Studies, which keeps a list of sanctuary communities. We are reviewing policy changes at a multitude of other jurisdictions as well, said Mark, Marguerite Telford, CIS's Director of Communications, who said the organization is being inundated by unofficials on its sanctuary map who want to be taken off. The mayor of Miami-Dade County, which was considered a sanctuary community, made headlines recently when he changed a policy that called for refusing to hold arrested immigrants for immigration officials unless they committed to reimbursing the county for the cost of detention telling reporters that he did not want to imperil hundreds of millions of dollars in federal funding. Mayor Carlos Jimenez ordered jails to comply with federal immigration detention requests. You know what's changed? What's, what's changed is the, the guy calling the shot that has them incensed is not fearful of the demonstrations. They're, they're, he is not fearful of threats to taking the court, which have always worked in the past. I mean, the Reverend Jesse Jackson has become enormously wealthy by threatening business leaders in the Chicago area with exposing them or falsely accusing them of some type of uh, bigotry. And they give him a million bucks, and he goes away for a couple of years and comes back for more. I mean, I'm waiting for somebody to say, okay, you SOB, let's go to court. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to burn my company down if necessary to uh, get you convicted of libel. But I don't think anybody has ever done that to him. And this time around, you know, Donald Trump has demonstrated that that ain't going to happen. If you threaten to do it, you're gonna, I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to make you pull the trigger. And that now they're saying, "Oh darn! Oh crap! This isn't this isn't how we play this game. This isn't how this is supposed to go. You're supposed to surrender. What's wrong with you? You, you must be a racist." <laughs> and they're and suddenly, you know, I mean, because this has been about three weeks of people challenging him and him not even blinking. Yep. And and uh, some of them are catching on suddenly suddenly fairly quickly that the old way of making people in government fearful and to bend to their wills isn't they aren't going to work with this guy he loves the fight 
Yeah. And he's better at it than you are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's, it, well, and that's, that's part of what's changed, you know, and it's interesting because I'll, I'll go back to social media where one of my high school alumni friends um, was posting some outrage over the fact that Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, pulled over a bus. And this was some anecdotal story that they pulled over, ICE agents pulled over a bus and herded off like 40 of the people on the bus. First of all, that's got to be a really big bus if 40 of the people were only a part of the people on the bus. Um, So I think most buses only seat like 50 or maybe 60. 80, 85. You're talking to somebody who used to test buses, (laughs) the air air conditioning systems. Okay. Never mind. Go on. Well, no, the the I, I guess I, I guess my head stuck on charters. The, the two level buses are even beyond that, actually. But go on. I guess I guess my head was stuck oh. on charters, which. Yeah, no, yeah, or, most, or or repurposed school buses. <laughs> yeah, and the, and those are are not eighty. <laughs> if they're eighty, no. then the people know each other very well. Um, yeah. Because they're sitting on each other's laps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they they play paper rock scissors to get the who does which to what. Yeah, go on. Um, so, so you know, and and I said, you know, okay, prove it. Give me give me a news article. Well, just just because the mainstream media doesn't report it, does that mean that it's that it didn't happen? Well, yeah, especially when it comes to something that the mainstream media wants to jump all over. And it took me five times going back and forth saying, okay, find me an article. And it turns out that ICE is actually going after long-term people that have been charged with crimes that were not deported, and now they're being deported. And they weren't charged with, you know, murder or rape or arson. They were it's a moving violation three years ago. And but, but, yeah, well, what what it's saying in there is because a lot of people get arrested and even charged, and kind of it's like you know they did it, which I know we're not supposed to say in America, but that's not true. You're allowed to assume somebody is guilty even if they haven't been convicted. It's the courts that have to be blind. Citizens don't have to be blind. Mm-hmm. I can believe someone is guilty as hell, even though they were acquitted. I have that right, right. under the Constitution. Right. So, what's what's going on is most not I don't know how many a, a significant portion of these people. My guess would be most who get charged with crimes never appear in court. The 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 the, the case is never pursued, and off they go. What people are supposedly upset about is that he, the the order says that if they have been charged, they don't have to be convicted. If they have been charged, they should be promptly deported. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that, that's a little wrinkle that everybody's getting over. Um, they're they're ignoring that that these are innocent people who are being deported for not having done anything. No, they're being deported because they. There, there's reasonable belief that they committed a crime and they were charged, but they never did get to court. 
the court the case was never pursued so and you know under the constitution they don't have the rights that we have mm -hmm. so we can deport them without the proper procedures that a citizen would be uh have the right to have did you hear about the woman in texas this week she I don't was know. sentenced to jail because she was an illegal immigrant and she voted seven times in the last election. I'm sure, possibly for uh, for Trump, anyhow. Um, but that, yeah, actually, it's actually if you if you um, if you look at the other articles on the website at frontporchtalk.net, um, it's, it's the it's the second other article, and it wasn't that she voted seven times. It's that she was a green card holder that had never completed her naturalization to be a full U.S. citizen, and she voted, she casted a ballot as a non-citizen in both 2012 and 2014. Um, well, how many times did she vote? Well, it just says she cast a ballot. Oh. Not that she voted multiple times. Okay. Yeah. Well, That's, but her her votes shouldn't in, in the federal election. Her votes were fallacious. Right. Which will probably explain why Hillary won by so many, so much in the popular vote. I have no doubt in my mind that the the accusations that Trump is making, that the three million difference between him and Hillary in the popular vote stems from illegal illegals voting, or people who shouldn't be voting voting, or voting fraud. Because the Democrats are known for voter fraud. And they're good at it. Oh, they're very good at it. That's why when you die, you're probably going to vote Democrat, Larry. I have no doubt. I'll yeah. haunt them. <laughs> so, um, you know, when we, when we talk about the immigration now, um, the next article is, is someone turning... A little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, to um, to work around the courts, and that happens to be President Trump. Um, President Trump has said that he uh, has dis he is going to work to rewrite the um, order on immigration, or he's writing a new order on immigration that will rescind the previous and replace it. Um, uh, so, Which is fine. Which which is fine, which you can do. Um, this is all with his... That everyone agrees, except the three idiots in California, that the President of the United States is within his rights to control uh, summarily who is allowed into the United States. He doesn't have to justify it. He doesn't have to do anything. It's his job. So if he mm -hmm. if he wants to rewrite the order to avoid a long, drawn-out, uh, extremely expensive court BS contest, yeah. court, well, I, 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 it, you know, it, it's beyond that because the courts have turned into BS battles. Oh, who yeah. can throw the, the most BS in the shortest amount of time? He's just going to rewrite the order. And the other, I mean, the, the point is that let's say that the courts 
became perfectly clean and perfectly clear-eyed, which is not going to happen for a while. But let's just assume they do. It's going to take three or four months for this to work its way through to the Supreme Court and then get decided on. It, there's a significant chance that his Supreme Court nominee will not have been a, a, a approved by then. Yeah. Because the, the, the boys and girls in the all-left working in the Senate are going to see to it that he doesn't get approved. Well, and they're the, slowing it down as much as they can, as much as they can. So now here's the here's the so interesting thing. He has this is to, a smart move by Trump. Well, and and he has to broaden the executive order so that it does not appear to be targeting um, a religion, a, a religion. So. This is the thing that the the Muslims, that Islam, has been very clever about. They insist that there is no difference between their religion and their governance. That's all one and the same. Now, if you want to go into history, the Roman Catholic Church held this position long after it was demonstratively no longer true. There was Mm -hmm. a time when it was true. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a famous pope in 1869 who declared that to be a universally unchallengeable truth that the government and religion were uh, synonymous he eventually died (laughs) so the the Muslim nations still do that and they insist on that and you've probably heard me say several times that we need to demand the right to talk about civil practice separately from their religious practice. Sharia law is not a religious practice. It is a civil practice. And we can criticize Sharia law till our ears fall off because we are not attacking their religious beliefs. Right. But they insist we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of um, a lot of their surrogates in the United States and in the court systems have accepted what they have to say, that this is a profound, deeply religious belief, that they get to cut the woos off of girls. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it. Yeah. we, Among we other can't things. let them get away with it. Yeah. We can't let them get away with it. Nope. Well, what we have let get away is time. Unfortunately, right. um, I, I, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the call. Um, Sorry for the rants. I had I, I had to unload. I need I've I've been holding that in for a little while. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the call. If you liked what you heard, we ask you to blog about us. Tell five of your friends. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Twitter at EC Conservative. The Facebook page again is facebook.com slash front porch political talk. Um, if you want to email comments, conservative podcast at gmail.com. If you didn't like what you heard, well, you know what? We're going to invite you to join us again next weekend where um, there, we may still rant, but you will probably hear different words in a different order. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.